This podcast is brought to you by Alliance Motor Auctions. Has your car shit itself? Then you've got to go with Alliance. It's the easiest way to buy a quality car at a very competitive price. Located in Moorbank, New South Wales. Call 02-9822-7200 or visit www.allianceauctions.com.au South Coast Window Furnishings. Have your window furnishings shit themselves? Then you've got to get in touch with SCWF. They service the south coast of New South Wales from Wollongong to Bermagui. Give Jamie a call for a free quote on 0408 812 007 or like them on Facebook at South Coast Window Furnishings. Elite Sports Physiotherapy. Has your back or another part of your body shit itself? Then look no further than ESP. Established in 2006, Elite Sports Physiotherapy provides physiotherapy and massage services to the people of Melbourne. Located on the mezzanine level, 13-15-1 Freshwater Place in Southbank, Melbourne. Give them a call on 03-8640-0328 or visit elitesportsphysio.com.au today. Also, special thanks to verse.com.au for putting the finishing touches on this podcast. Cheers. G'day. Hope you're well. Thanks for taking the time to sit down and listen to this podcast, or you might be standing or kneeling. Either way, thank you. My guest this episode is the hilarious Australian comedian, Anne Edmonds. Uh, Edo and I caught up to chat about how she got to where she is and what she's up to next. This is Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. Edo Edmonds, thanks for taking it easy with me today. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks for asking. I um, first of all, thanks for having me in your lounge room today. No worries. Much appreciated. Yeah, I did a little clean up before you came. You did. Yeah, got rid of the bong and the um, <laughs> <laughs> the man that was here. <laughs> Sent him off. Was that? I, I did see a man yes, leaving with a bong, scurrying off. Yeah. <laughs> bong under one arm. <laughs> Um, now, I, I don't see too much here, but I know you're a massive fan of country music. Where did that Where did that come about, your love of country music? I think that? that started when I actually moved to the country when I was about 26 or so from with an ex of mine. Oh. He had a job with the ABC and we moved to Mount Gambier, which is a bit of a quiet S- spot in South Australia, Australia. Yeah. near the border of Victoria in South Australia. Um and I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, I worked a job about four days a week. Yeah. And the rest of the time I just learned how to play both the banjo, banjo, mandolin, not very well, and the guitar. Oh, so you only took up those things mm. at 26? Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. I played piano as a kid. I'd learnt music as a kid yeah. up until about the age of 12. So I had some mm. grasp of it. But basically I just did it by – my ex played music and then – I would just listen to songs over and over and and play them. And I think that's why I like country music because it's the simplicity of it. Okay. Like once I got four chords under my belt, you you can almost play every country song then. (laughs) (laughs) Did you – so you like country music wasn't in your life before that when you were – Well, interestingly, I I remember the moment I moved from – because when we were growing, I don't know, I can't remember how old you are. I think we're roughly the same. Yeah. 30s. Anyway (laughs) – Somewhere there, somewhere between 30 and 40. 30 and 50. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, grunge music was the thing. Oh, of course, yeah. And 1994. Yeah. Greatest year of music probably. Yeah. And I hated it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like I wanted to be. So, you know, you're a teenager and stuff and, yeah. then, and you want to fit in with everybody. Mm. So I'd be going along. I'd be listening to all this grunge music and I went to the big day out and I'll and I'd be trying so hard to listen to this music, which I found. Yeah. There were a few good songs, but mostly well, I found it. Would you remember what year that big day out would have been? Would have been Smashing Pumpkins year? It was, it was Hole. Oh, Do you remember okay. Hole? Of course, yeah. yeah my sister was Courtney really Love. deep into Hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she loved Hole. I yeah. actually had a bad – so I went to Big Day Out and Hole were playing mm-hmm. and I – was, you know, trying to be grungy and stuff. And I was like, I love Hole. And I didn't really. Yeah. I loved like one of his songs maybe. Yeah. And I made my way to the front. Like, was that uh, When I Wake Up? 
Yeah, yeah. When I wake up. Yeah. So I went to the front to wait for hole to start and got right to the front. Oh, wow. And then it's. On the barrier. Yeah. And then it started and I've. And the mosh pit started. I've never been more terrified in my life. Like I got I got thrown to the ground. I lost shoes. I was like screaming, help me. Yeah. And I had to crawl out. Like I crawled out like 10 minutes later like with no shoes. Wow. And like kicked and I was like, I hate grunge music. <laughs> anyway. I'm, Give me, yeah, well, country music, that is not going to happen, no. is it? And then I met my ex and then he took me to a few country concerts. Met him as you got up out of the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In a cowboy hat. Yeah. Come with me. Yeah. And he took me to a couple of country things. I was like, oh, this is this yeah. is what I like. Just not being knocked over. Yeah. Shoes are still on. And beautiful songs and yeah. simplicity. Yeah. Mm. Um, see, I went through a country music phase. Mm. I grew up in country New South Wales, but I still had all the yeah, grunge. Yeah. Um, but I, I reckon I was about 13 or 14 mm. and we used to camp a lot and yeah. I went through a – Lee Kernigan phase. Mm. Um, Boys from the Bush was. Yeah, right. This is before I knew what he was into. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What he was about. But uh, yeah, it was. uh, I I did like it, but I kind of kept it a secret, I reckon. Yeah. Wasn't it? Well, I mean, there's. I mean, and this is a bit snobbish, but I tend to like, you know, they call it alternative country. Right. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I am obsessed with Casey Chambers, though. That's my main yes. Obsession. Was I'm not pretty enough? Or did that come out around the time well, when you were living? Yeah, that in? was sort of around, but I didn't even at that point. I was too into grunge and too cool <laughs> to even know. Like, I probably even made fun of that song. All oh, right. And then later, I got into her because she is from that area of South Australia. Ah, okay. And I cottoned onto her there, and yep. I've ever since been obsessed with her. Yeah. It must have been 2001 that song came out, her big yeah. hit, because I remember I have a weird relationship with that song because mm. I had a knee reconstruction ah. when I was 18 and yeah. I'd never been under an anesthetic before and as they put me out, they were all all the nurses were singing <laughs> Casey Chambers, am I not pretty enough in the, in the room? It was <laughs> really, really odd. Weird. So as I counted down from 10, they were all just bopping along and <laughs> it was a really bizarre way to go That's out. really strange, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you, you didn't grow up in country, uh, no. Uh, as you said, you grew up in uh, outskirts of Melbourne in Strathmore. Yeah. yeah, not far from here. Actually, I haven't come very far. <laughs> On the other side of the Mooney Valley Racecourse, yeah, uh, Strathmore. Yeah, which yeah. was um, though to be honest, like back then, um, before cafes and everything, like that, those areas of Melbourne, those small suburban areas of Melbourne, had a bit of a um, country town vibe in terms of yeah I, I've heard that because yeah. before everything like in the eighties late eighties nineties mm. before everything had built up mm. um, yeah it had it still felt like you were in the- yeah like we just never left like I remember yep. when I got got into Melbourne Uni sitting down with my mum and getting and she got the Melways out and showed me <laughs> like literally was like right we're here and Carlton is here and I was like oh how am I going to do this. <laughs> And it's about, I don't know, what, 10 kilometres or something. But we just didn't – like we never went – like whenever I see people in their cars on Saturdays and Sundays, I'm like, where are they going? Yeah. I feel like that's still the case now. Like I go, you go out to the suburbs. Yeah. uh, Say if I do a footy club gig or something. Yeah, still a bit. Even just half an hour out, people that, you know, oh, come into the city for this and they're like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's too far. We go into the city for the footy and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It had a – it had a bit of a vibe of smallness about it. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Bombers fan, did you get? Yes. You would have got into a few Bombers games back in yeah. the day, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. they used to still play out at Windy Hill at that point, so that's ah, in Essendon. Right. And, yeah, we used to be there all the time. And if yeah. we weren't in there, we were outside the ground waiting for the balls. When they kicked a goal, <laughs> the balls to come over the fence and you'd run them, like grab one and bolt. Yeah. But, yeah, spend a t- lot of time. Keep it or sell it? No, nah, keep it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have you got any still today? No, no. <laughs> sold them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were you were you a funny kid growing up? In were you were you? Yeah, I think like I actually was like a yeah. the stereotype. I was a definite class clown. Yeah, I was really misbehaved at school. Really, mm. like expelled? Uh suspended. Suspended in year eleven. Yeah. What'd you do? I think I was just I was failing everything, and I. <laughs> I suspend you for failing. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, and I was just obje- I was just objectionable, and yeah. you know, and like wagging, smoking, hanging out the windows. Yeah. 
Bong, um, bongs or just darts? No, just darts, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a bit of a rat bag. Did you ever sell cigarettes? No, but no. I used to steal them from my mother. Oh, like, right. Yeah, my sister and I had a whole operation where we'd <laughs> like one would, one would be distracting her and the other one would just be like yeah. taking the cigarettes out of it. I don't know how she didn't notice. Was it a 50-pack? No, it was Benson t- Hedges Extra Mile 30. Right. That were her. She, and she didn't never. No, she, she didn't seem to cotton on to it. It was weird. Oh, I've smoked more than I thought the last couple of days. Yeah, she must have just thought she was a hard smoker. She was a bit for a while. Mm. <laughs> um, and what, what age did you – obviously you, you didn't start stand-up until no. uh, after you came back from Mount Gambia. Mm. Um, was there any inkling of stand-up? In your future, sort of between the ages of, you know, a teenager to no. 26 when you were living in I had no idea I was ever going to do it. I sort of had this feeling that I wanted to perform and that's why I used to – I used to perform music before I performed comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, write songs and here and there go to open mics and perform. So I had this kind of instinct about it. Was this post Mount Gambia when yeah, you were 26? Yeah, like this is still – so I lived in Mount Gambia and then I lived in Darwin – um, oh, right. After that. Yeah. So, yeah, and always in those places I'd be doing little shows here and there. So I had a feeling for it. Yeah. And then I met a friend in Darwin who wanted to get into comedy. So we both started writing sketches together. So oh, I started right. via sketch comedy when yep. I was about 27 or 28. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you remember any of the – just the songs you wrote for the open mics? Yeah, I remember. I'm actually – I'm just about to do a, my first music gig again tonight. Really? I'm coming back. Great. Yeah, like a serious music gig because I miss I miss awesome. it. And I, um, I've got a lot of songs. Like there's yeah. a, so it's very nerve-wracking for me. But, yeah, um, yeah I'm doing, doing that tonight. Are you going to go under a different name? Just no, to, no, no, no. Just straight gonna, out? Just gonna con- I'm just going to face it. Is your long-term goal to release it? Is that what you're doing? You're trying to well, want to get a country music it's album out? Well, I weird now because before I was a comedian, that would have been reasonable. Yeah. But now that I'm a comedian, there's always that cringe factor of <laughs> like when a comedian does something serious and everyone's like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> so I would lo- I, like I've got a lot of songs and I feel like they yeah. need to come out somehow. But, I'd, yeah, it be interesting to see how I can do that. If, you, if it came out that you went down there tonight and it was a hit and mm. you, you got – the signed. <laughs> yeah, signed. Nashville. Signed. Nashville. <laughs> Over to Nashville. <laughs> Straight away. Would you drop comedy in a heartbeat to be a country oh, music singer? I don't know. I think I'd have to find some media, like middle yeah. ground where I could be funny and sing as well. I think right. I'd miss, even though I have a, a, a um, difficult relationship with comedy, <laughs> I think I would miss it. Right. Mm. Miss the craziness. Yeah. The crazy people. Yeah. Mm. So, so you're living in Darwin. Yes. Um, you're writing your sketches yep. with your mate uh, and then you move back to Melbourne. Mm. So what? how long after that did you do your first gig? Not long like because I sort of had this feeling of when I was making sketches and one of them went quite viral but I still had this – I was like looking around at comedians that I really liked. One of, sorry, one of your – Yeah. Before you started. The first thing sketch. I made in comedy went super viral. Was this, no, st- you'd never been on stage before nah. this? Oh, what, on was, YouTube? Yeah, it was called Raylene the Racist. And it oh, went, was that before you'd done any – Yeah, that was the first thing right? I ever wrote in comedy. Oh. Mm. And oh, it was I a, thought that was a part of a, a show or something. No. That was – yeah, that's, that's great for a first mm. – it was good, but it was also very confronting because it went viral and it was about, it, it you know, a bit difficult subject matter. It was me yeah. playing a racist. Yeah, yeah. And from Darwin? From Darwin. Oh, that, okay, that explains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. it wasn't a son's name, Adolf or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people thought it was real, which is ah, unfathomable, yeah. really. Of course, there's plenty of people, plenty of idiots. D- dumbasses. And so I was basically in the sketch playing it, you know, a, a racist who's run out of Darwin. Yeah. And people were like siding with her and stuff, and I was, and I kind of just, I hid in because I didn't know how to handle it. I was yeah. brand new to comedy, kind of hid in my room for a right. week because I was just like, what's? Every time I checked the internet, I was like, oh my god, what have I done? You know? Wow. Mm. What if? What an amazing. That's like, you hear people when they play the pokies the first time. Yeah. You always hit the jackpot. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But even though you got a bit of that, um, you know, you got a bit of backlash or whatever, and yeah, the comments affected you. Did you still? Have a bug there that you wanted yeah, to do more? Yeah, so basically what happened was I went – as soon as I was on set, and I use that term loosely, <laughs> with we had a cameraman from the newsroom who agreed to shoot the right. – the ABC who yeah. agreed to sh- shoot the sketches. I As soon as I was performing it, it was 
it was genuinely a light bulb moment of like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Which was kind of great. I mean, it wasn't that wasn't the beginning and the end. I've wanted to quit about <laughs> 600 times since then. <laughs> um, so, but then I was looking into people who I admired at the time, like Mooney and um, Fiona O'Loughlin and Judith yep. and stuff. And I was like, oh, they've all they've all been on stage, and I realised that that was really important. So I came home to Melbourne, basically. Yeah. Broke up with my ex, separate to that, but. Came home to Melbourne and hit the open mics. Yeah. Was he a fan of the Raylene the Racist video? The ex? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was, oh, that yeah, wasn't yeah, a reason yeah. why you <laughs> need to leave a comment on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you had your first gig in 09 in Raw Comedy, yes. Australia's biggest. Uh, was it 09 or 010? Who won, your, who won the year that you did it? Peggy? Couldn't, couldn't tell you. No, Peggy won. He must have won 10. Yeah, I was in with Luke Heggie, 2010. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, that would have been 10. Yeah. Yeah. So I came home and, um, well, bizarrely I just, just started writing a little show that I performed at the Butterfly Club yeah. with a mate of mine, <clears throat> Amy, who uh, was sort of like a cabaret. There was a stand-up in it, but it was a cabaret character. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing. You, did, I you didn't do Raylene live? The, no, 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 I didn't do that live. And then I – Sort of was doing the open mics, but really raw comedy was about my, I don't know, fourth or fifth gig, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I can't quite remember. And the other thing was that I didn't under because I was completely disconnected from the comedy world. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that you had to do, that you would do the same bit at every heat. So I was doing different bits. Yeah. At each heat because I thought the judges had already seen. Yeah. So I was in, an, I was in all sorts. I think that happens a lot. People don't realize you need to. Work on the yeah. – you need to do it five 10 minutes. times before it's good. People work on their one five minutes for like two years. Yeah. I was like doing a different four minutes yeah. or something. So you had a pretty good – you went through to the final. Yeah, yeah. And uh, after that, did you find, you know, you met a few people in the scene? Sort of. No? Like I still was I still was a little bit separate, I think. Yeah. Um, and just sort of muck, you know, I was, I was in the – the Butterfly Club world was more of a cabaret kind of world, so I was in that world a bit. I was starting to meet people, but yeah. it wasn't really till I went, oh, I really – I need to get good at stand-up. I need to be in the open mics consistently. Regularly, yeah. And it was from then on that really I met a lot of people and mm-hmm. started to get to know everyone. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you plugged away mm. on the Melbourne scene for four or so years after your first gig. Mm. Um, and it, probably like I, I, I think I lived, I moved to Melbourne in 2010. Oh, yeah. So I was here around that time. Mm. I, and it was like starting all over for me when I moved yeah. here. So we'd see each other around. And from the outside, I think people in the scene could see that, you know, you had something and that, you know, eventually mm. something would happen for you. Did you, <laughs> eventually. Did you, did you feel <laughs> did you did you feel like that that was the case? No. Or did you feel like you were just, what am I doing? Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still – feel like what am I doing right. most days? Yeah. Uh, you know, like I did feel that I had, yeah, I guess I guess so, but I don't know. Like I, you know, as you do when, you, when you're new, I took the bombing extremely hard. I don't anymore. But yeah, well, that's I, the whole process, isn't yeah. it? You thicken your skin up through all those. Yeah. So every bomb to me was, would, the next day was me quitting and, right. you know, like I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And I also had, a, you know, as you do, you have a job. Yeah. You're working at the same time, yeah. and you're just swinging between. I'm not. I'm not doing comedy anymore, and and then into the other extreme, which is great gigs followed by this is all I ever want to do. Yeah, and, yeah. You know all that stuff. Yeah. But I didn't think. I didn't really think that it was going to work out ever. I guess. Mm. Well, I, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. Well, I definitely. Yeah, you just sort of go in that, yeah. with that. See what happens. Yeah. Attitude. Yeah. 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 Early, yeah. Um, do you, do, what, what job did you work, by the way? I, was, that? I worked in mental health before I was a comedian. So I was working at Beyond Blue. That was my oh, last right. job before yeah. I was a comic, yeah. So um, did you do that right from – Yeah. So like I as went, soon as you came back from – I No, well, I did – when I went – I did an arts degree, um, which took me five years, and then <laughs> <laughs> I did a – Di- diploma in community development or something. I can't, yeah, and then, yeah, it was basically after that that I started working in mental health somehow. 
Right. Mm. I think because I moved to Mount Gambier and there was a big there was a big need area. <laughs> there was a big area of need. Yeah. And there were jobs going, and it had a sort of community based. I'd done that community stuff, so it yeah. had that kind of focus. So I did. I fell into it really. And what and what you learnt to talk to people about there, and the skills you learnt mm. in dealing with people with mm. mental health issues. Did that help you after a bad gig, like in times when you <laughs> were you were a bit? <laughs> Well, Love. I didn't really work. I was working more in programs and like ah, okay. admin yeah. and communications and stuff rather than like actually working with clients. Yeah. Or like what I hate that word. What are they patients? Patient. I don't know. Yeah. But um yeah, so nah, nothing helped no. with the bombing <laughs> and the 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 spiraling out of control. Yeah. I remember <laughs> <that goes off. laughs> I remember having a chat with you in Perth French. <laughs> oh no. It must have been like four or five years ago, mm. I reckon. Um, and you had that big tent venue. Oh, remember that one? Yeah. And you had you had a, oh. you had the keyboard out in the show. Yeah. I remember talking to you before and after, and I had had poor sales, and we were just like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a, it is like you, yeah, it is quite an interesting, oh. uh, and. Like to to stay in the in comedy yeah. through those roller coasters. I, like yeah. I think you come out much better for it. But yeah. geez, it does get very uh, interesting like, and testing while you're, while you're in it. There's nothing more. There's nothing more insane to me in the world than those festivals you do, where you wake up every morning and you check your ticket sales. <laughs> And there's eight, you know, you like if you got eight, you're like this. Oh, this is good. That's great. Yeah. We're off. But it's like. But the, the, the thought of st- the standing backstage, I don't think, I don't know how to put it into words, but standing backstage with no one coming and you've prepared an hour of talking <laughs> is like one of the most mental things. Like yeah. it, it drives you mental to think that you, yeah. nobody wants to hear what you've got to say. Yeah. It's just, that's incredible. Like that's, <laughs> that's rock bottom to me. Yeah. And I seem to always, end, I have many times ended up in big, because I was dumb because I never had, you know, I had to, um, I represent, you know, not represented myself, but I didn't have management for ages. Yeah. And I just got rolled over and over again <laughs> where people would go, oh, we'll give you this tent. Yeah. And it's 206 seats, but don't worry, we'll put, <laughs> we'll put curtains up or whatever. And it's always, and the, the cost of it was astronomical. Mm. <laughs> and then inevitably I'd be in Perth. With 20 sails, <laughs> <laughs> just dragging a keyboard in yeah. on my own, just going, I don't, like, why? Yeah. What have I done? And all the hidden costs at the end Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. They're just breaking, you know, you gotta... breaking even or losing money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then fast forward to now. Mm. This is what we're oh, through. superstar living <laughs> near the Mooney Valley race course. <laughs> it is a very good view, mind you. Um, like you had a 2015, 16, 17 have been... Yeah. Pretty great. Yeah, uh, good, you, yeah. You've a uh, bunch of awards at Melbourne mm-hmm. Comedy Festival, Piece of Wood, mm-hmm. Director's Choice, a couple of Barry Award nominations, which mm-hmm. for people who don't know, that's uh, pretty much the biggest award in Australian mm. comedy. It's, it's the yeah. big award at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Um, now, like today, we sit here 2018, mm. early 2018. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, – very early 2018. Do you feel like, you, you know – you, you made the right choice now like the, yeah. that you, you're you yeah. on your way? Of course, but I'm still insecure and right. like there's still days where I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> 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 you know, because the thing about comedy is like, yeah, you can you can win those, you can win awards and get nominated and stuff and then that's great at the time and, yeah. you know, and then the next day the question comes, what are you going to do next? Yes. It never goes. It never goes away that. You you constantly have to generate the next thing. Yeah. So yeah. it's like and, – and that can be exhausting. Sometimes you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. What else do you Leave want? Leave me alone. And it's like it's a, it's a long career too. Like it's yeah. – what, what are we, 10 years in? Yeah. And so there might be 20 more years to go. Yeah. So, you know, have a think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say like now, would you say comedy is now easier or is it harder because you've got a bit more of an expectation? Um, I think it's, you know, the one thing that's easier is that people come to see me. Well, I think that's a big that's thing. Like once you have fans, yeah. Um, not that you could just go out 
and take a shit on stage and they'd love you. No. But well, you, you know. <laughs> I'd, I'd, if you're doing that this year, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Just put that in my phone. Hang on. Uh, yeah, like once you've got your fans there, yeah, um, that's half the battle, isn't it? Because oh, when you don't, you know, when you've just got a a room of a hundred, or for me, say forty strangers, oh, you, you've got to, you've got to get them across the line. Yeah, where if it's forty people that are oh, your fans, away you go. You know, it's it's that that to me is like I don't know seventy percent of the battle is people arriving in your show with some understanding of who you are and. You know, because a lot of my comedy is yeah. quite dark and mm. um, or like characters sometimes and, and you know, the, just them understanding that I, that's what I do. Yeah. And it was interesting to be in Edinburgh this, this year, last year now, um, again and going through that again and remembering what it is to have 40 people staring back at you who are like, don't know who, <laughs> don't know who you are or what's wrong with you or why we're here, <laughs> we've made a terrible mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. You say like you you still uh, you know ten years in and you still have your doubts mm. and things. But when I watch you on stage, you seem like nothing can phase you. Like mm. you you've sort of worked out yeah what your style is, what yes. you can get away with. Do you still have any fears while you're on stage, or do you feel like you're totally in control of what um, you've created? I think now? that that I think the experience has given me the the resolve to in my mind go no, this is just like. To, you know, you can only use like your logic that tells you that this has been funny eight times and this is the ninth time and for some reason these people aren't getting it. Yeah. And so I, I think that's really helped. Yeah. That kind of but I still have doubts, yeah. Mm. Like last night when we were gigging and I was doing a character, I was like in my mind I'm like, This is Yeah. But even <laughs> I was watching that going, the fans of this character are gonna love this. Yeah. These eighteen year olds, yeah, cool eighteen year olds. Yeah. Just judging it. Don't yeah. know what it's. They don't know why yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, where it's coming why from. Why I was in a sarong. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think, yeah, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty resolved up there and pretty, especially in Melbourne. Yeah. You know, but in Edinburgh, I think if you had have seen me a couple of times, you would have been like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> she's about to snap. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw you tweet. Uh, yeah, this is all. This is since you've um, sort of you've taken off well and truly the last couple of years. Mm. Uh, I saw a tweet you put up uh, a few weeks ago <laughs> about uh, t- trolls. trolls. <laughs> and, I love trolls. Yeah, and encouraging trolls to take that you're open to any yeah. anyone mm. from any age, yeah, you know, gender, whatever. Yeah, please. Um, but predominantly, you get mm. men over forty. Mm. Um, do you cop a lot of bullshit on Twitter? Is it and has it increased? Not really. I mean, it's it, dep- it. Yeah, look, if I'm on something, there's there. If I'm on something, I will get a few trolls, <laughs> and there and I just can predict. Like I'll see the name. It'll be like um, Jerry. I don't know. Like Tony <laughs> McDonald. Like, Here we go. And I'm like back. I'm like I'm like Perth or Brisbane, and in like it, it, it's actually incredible. So it'll be Perth or Brisbane. And then you click on a photo, mid 40s, sometimes 50. And then you click further, and it's either football logos or um, Australian flags. Right. And I'm just bored of it. Like, I just red, want. Red flag, isn't it? Yeah. The Australian flag. I'd like a professor of gender studies at Melbourne <laughs> Uni to have a go at me or something. You know what I mean? Or someone. Um, <laughs> what, what is it often? What are they trying to have a crack at you about um, in general? Oh, nice. Like la- like my hair, w- I had a fringe on a show and they were like. What? <laughs> and they have a crack at your fringe? They're like a nice feminazi haircut. Fuck hell. Um, not funny, just your, your classics. Mm. Um, I don't know who you are. That's always a big one. Like what? I don't who know can- what. Like they seem, they seem angry often that I'm on a show because they're like, don't know who you are. Um, <laughs> seems so <laughs> What are they doing sitting at home? And then they'll that. be what? like, I've written to the – I think they think it's like their MP. They'll be like, I've written to Channel 10, <laughs> get her off. And it's like it's not, it's not a democratic yeah. – you're not, you're not involved. In if the anyone vote. at Channel 10 is going to go, oh, no, yeah, right. Oh, right. Yeah, Thanks, Tony. Had, yeah. We're on to it. Yeah. Get rid of her. So, look, I don't – I just find them amusing and um, sometimes I have a go. Like I had a go at one <laughs> so immature. <laughs> like the other night one of them – like, because I am about to do a character-based show at this festival yeah. with this character, Helen Badu, and I tweeted about it and one of them wrote back, 
yeah, I think Helen's good, but I don't want. I hope she doesn't become your um, con the fruiterer. <laughs> and I wrote back to him. This is like at you know eleven fifty six at night. Yeah, and I just wrote back. I hope you don't become your mum's con the fruiterer. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wrote back the next day. I actually almost felt bad because he's like, I don't understand why you had to burn me. Um, you know, I was trying to be nice. I'm just trying to help. I've seen comics. And I was like, oh, God, what am I doing? Like, just yeah, you gotta get, get out, out of it. Get out, yeah. Can't help do myself. Do not bite. Do you, do you find that you're biting after a couple of wines or something? Or no, no, it just depends no. on my frame of mind. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I just can ignore it, but other times I'm – and then so other times I think it's funny too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It seems like men seems to be the tra- yeah. very common yes. uh, denominator. Definitely there men. The- I don't think I've – trying to think if I've ever been trolled by a woman, maybe mm. one or two, but yeah, mostly yeah. men. Mm. And it seems like that, you know, it's still attached to that mm. old 80s. It seems, you know, I think it's definitely dying. The, yeah. The women aren't funny yeah. stereotype I in Australian so. comedy. I, I feel like since I've started, it's definitely mm. getting less and less. Because mm. um, I, I just, you always say to people, just go to a comedy night, you fucking idiot. Yeah, and have a look. so many funny. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, definitely, I mean, I think it is, in, in, especially in the world we've been in, and I think places mm. like Crab Lab and, um, it's been a good time to come through. Um, yeah, I've you know in that in that room in particular, I've never felt like I'm always the headline act and stuff, and yeah. I've never felt any um, prejudice. Yeah, so we've sort of been lucky to have that little haven. Yeah, I feel like it's maybe in country areas a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, it's but, still there. But it'll you know it'll be gone. And I hope so. By the time or just don't you're thirty years in. You know. I mean, you get to this point too, and you just like hope they don't just leave me alone. Yeah. Like just stay away. Just shut up. Mm. Yeah. Does that like the the Twitter stuff? Like you re- mm. reply to it every now and again. You say you used to worry about a, a bad gig. Mm. Does the Twitter stuff make you feel similar to, to that, or do you just sort of are you getting better at just? Yeah. Like I remember about? the first one. I got <laughs> this is, the first one I got was I was I I the first one of the first times I've been on television. You know, it was that comedy up late gig that we do for. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Comedy festival when they put it on ABC two mm, one o'clock in the morning yeah one o'clock in the morning yeah. and I got a tweet like as it was going to air capitals not funny <laughs> and I cried oh no <laughs> and I remember talking to a friend and he was saying what's wrong you know I was talking to him about it. I'm like oh this just been said I'm not funny and he, and he's like what's his name what's the troll's name I was like. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and then I just and then I started laughing. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like I'm taking the word of Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Whose profile picture was a seal. Yeah. You know. But again, with with trolls, it's the same as gigs in terms of experience and toughness. Yeah. So by now I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I always enjoy it. And I always think like I, I get a little bit here mm. and there if you mm. get something on on, on the telly. Yeah. Um I always think like they didn't, they're never going to say anything to your face. No. So what? what like don't yeah. worry about it. And if they yeah. do, just tell them to fuck off. <laughs> like there's no, there's no point I like, know. overthinking at all. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and you never like – I think I got good advice very early that you're never going to be able to please everyone. No. no and you don't you know. want to either. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I often think of those guys with the Australian flags as their profile picture and think if they actually liked my comedy, then – That'd be bad. Like I would be doing something that I don't want to do. Like I've, I've specifically, I'm specifically doing certain comedy that I like and Mm. want to do. So I can't then expect every Joe Blow to like it. Yeah. But it's hard to, you know, that's very rational. It's hard when you're in a, if you're down or something, and you get a not funny tweet to not sometimes have a meltdown. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Depending Mm. on the time they get you. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Do you have a, Do you have an outlet from comedy? What's your favorite thing to do just to get away? And forget uh, about swimming. Yeah, or music are probably my two big yeah. ones. But swimming, yeah, I do a lot of I do a lot of ex I do a lot of exercise. <laughs> <laughs> you were actually doing twenty push ups when I walked yeah. in before. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised how that sounded. But um, yeah, I do swimming and yoga and stuff, and yeah, um, and I read a lot too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, did you find like with the country music mm. it often comes from a you know, they're often singing about something sad. Mm. Do you have, do you have, have you ever written a song about 
Sadness. In comedy? Like, what do you feel like with your comedy? Say, you've had a bad gig. Oh, yeah. I've had a bad gig. Yeah, I have actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all my songs are so sad. It's disturbing. (laughs) Like, and and, because they're, they're they're, I've written them over about 15 years. So if I ever do a set of them, it'll just be like, what's wrong? (laughs) Because if I ever get, when I get really sad, that's what I'll do is write music. So they're all miserable. Well, that's a good outlet. Yeah, it's a good outlet. But then people who watch your music will be able to tell what point in your comedy career you wrote the song. (laughs) I'm in Perth and I've got 10 seals. (laughs) Oh, this is from 13, this one. Um, You went swimming in Vanuatu. I did. Last year. Yeah. How'd you find that? So it was a a swimming trip. Was that what it was? They called them swim treks. So oh. it's a bit of a niche holiday where you swim from – well, they do them sometimes from island to island. and yeah. um, But we did it in Vanuatu. So you go out, you know, a boat drops you somewhere and you swim along. For did like, you fly or swim to Vanuatu? Oh, I swam over, yeah. <laughs> Just warm up. Swam across. Just no, oiled yourself up <laughs> yeah. where you go. So you, you swim along, you know, you swim, I don't know, 4Ks or something and then – you know, get out and have yeah. lunch and stuff and have a little sleep on the beach. Oh. It's beautiful. It was great. Oh, and Vanuatu is stunning. Yeah. So what islands did you go to? Did you go to the main the main one? Yeah, you, main one. Yeah. And then we went off to a whole lot of little. Port Fila you would have flown into. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went off to a whole lot of little ones around there that we had a local guide who took us to all these oh. gorgeous places. Yeah. And we, um, yeah, so I saw some incredible fish and. Mm. Vanuatu is. Well, the Pacific is beautiful, but yeah. there's just something about Vanuatu and the people. Oh, yeah, it was just um, amazing. Yeah, I went to a place, the other main island, Santo oh, yeah. de Spirito, oh, where yeah, Luganville yeah. is, and mm. we stayed at a place called Saranda Bay, mm. just in a house, on, and it was mm. amazing. Yeah. The water is so clear, there's fish everywhere. Incredible. Went to uh, Champagne Beach, I think it's called, which oh, is like yeah. top ten beaches in the world. Wow. No one else there, just wild pigs running around on the beach <laughs> and us. Top 10 beaches got wild pigs. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's fantastic. You're listening to Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. From from watching you perform Mm. your stand-up, I can tell – you do a lot of people watching, mm, uh, which lots. is one of my favourite things to do as well. Mm. Um, have you found you've mastered the art of people watching and do you can you do it now without being yeah, caught? I'm very good at it. Yeah. You've got to have all your equipment. You've got to have your book that you're supposedly reading. Oh, and headphones are a dream. Well, headphones that are off. Oh. Have you never not thought of that? Th- no. Oh. no I, 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 it doesn't affect the – what, you, what, what you're, you're getting, taking in, yeah. nah, not if they're off. No, you can just be there like unassumingly <laughs> listening to music and just taking well, down. With your back, like that yep. close to the person. Yeah, just okay. just getting everything down. Yeah. And um, cafes, is that your? Cafes are big, yeah, parks. Um, supermarkets? Supermarkets, yeah. yeah. But cafes are the best because of the conversations that are going on between people. Yeah. And they just don't know that you're next to them <laughs> taking note. <laughs> Making a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think the best, what's your best people watching you've ever done? What's the best bit you've ever picked up? Um, That's a good question. I think one, I think, because I used to write little short stories based on something I'd pick up in um, places and I was in a B&B in, um, Air, no, no, like a B, just an old school B&B in England in the Lakes District after Edinburgh yeah. years ago and a woman a, a woman in her 60s had a meltdown because she – like there was a group of women and a woman in her 60s had a meltdown because someone else – she thought someone else had taken the sausage off her plate. <laughs> and it was like this sort of like five-year-old meltdown. Yeah. And I just I loved it. And I just thought how long have these women been travelling together <laughs> like in a small car yeah. and jammed in and, yeah. you know, probably never going to speak to each other when they get back. <laughs> Why not? One of my favourite, um, this is obviously a people watching thing. Mm. I think you were with your sister at a caravan park. Was oh, it? yeah. With the, the f- somebody's going to do, was it um, the planking? Somebody's going to plank. That yeah. Was, yeah. Um, what's his name? What was his name? Michael, was it? Oh, uh, yeah. Mick's going to plank. Mick's going to plank. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody <laughs> in the caravan just... park ran towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just a, a ground plank, a gym plank. <laughs> 
because I thought he was going to plank on something, but it was a traditional on your elbows. Yeah, on feet. your elbows with yeah. a timer, and the whole caravan <laughs> park standing around. Yeah, that is very good. Um, one of your strengths is character comedy. Mm. Um, you, you're great at all comedy, but character comedy you seem to. Uh, really yeah. enjoy. Mm. Um, it, it, have you got a lot of your characters from people watching as well that you've Mainly. Created? They're often an amalgamation of people I've overheard and people from my life um, adjusted to the point that they won't recognise themselves in what I'm doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And some of it's from me too, like, yeah. you know. So it's, they're often a collection of of things I've seen or, or heard or grown up with and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You got you got to uh, showcase all your uh, character comedy chops on TV last mm. year on uh, ABC. I think it's still on iView now. You can mm-hmm. catch it at the edge of the bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, you played four characters. Yep. Um, how how did you find that? Like changing from each one. From it was s- crazy. Yeah, I'd imagine. <laughs> so, did you shoot one character for a full day yeah, so or a we, full week? We shot that show in about seven or eight days, which was oh, is that all? Yeah, which wow. was and that was extremely tight um and so i basically did uh you know like i'd do a character for two days and then move on and then there was one day where i did all four in the same day (laughs) which nearly i don't know if i've recovered actually like was a 15 hour day yeah because one of them was an old man and that took i don't know three hours so i'd get there at like to get ready yeah in the morning wow before anyone had even turned up and i'd and then i'd just yeah it was it was intense, <laughs> yeah. And I was in every single scene, yeah. which was in, in the in the end. I I would never do that to myself again. I didn't understand what that actually was going to mean. Right. Yeah. And did you get an inspiration for that show from your time in Mount Gambier or Darwin or? Um, I think I mean that that show was uh, those characters in that show had been around in my stand up for about you know already for about six or seven years, yeah. and even before. So it was really a way of putting them all together. Um, and yeah, and like and once I started like doing background work on each of the characters, I found a link between them all that was the family and the calisthenics and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. They were yeah, and it must have been cool to work with a couple of your good friends in comedy. You've yeah. done a lot of work with with Greg and Greg Larson, yeah. Damien Power. That was yeah, they're y- great. Yeah, mm. fantastic. Yeah, um, it's yours- nice to work with, especially in an environment like that where you've only got a limited amount of time to hit the ground running with a couple of people that you'd already perform with. Yes. You know, like that. You got the chemistry and you, already. You get yeah. each other and stuff is is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um my partner and I we often say there's a line where Greg's rattling off all the food that he ordered in the sang choy bow. Oh yeah, sang choy bow. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> um in the last few months, uh you've had a new character yeah. come to life thanks to the uh, the Get Kraken mm, show mm. on ABC, which was a huge hit. Yeah. A character by the name of Helen Badu, mm. uh, who will be touring, oh, well, just doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival yeah, at the moment. Yeah, just doing a late show. Yeah. Coming up. Uh, where, where did she come about? I don't even, like, I think that one, like, they, so the Kates, the Kates who, um, you know, created Get Cracking and, yep. and before that the catering show and stuff, they, they came to me and said we need a um, – we need a fashion expert and we, you know, and they had the name, Helen Badu, and they had, um, uh, I don't know, like, and then they had some ideas of what they wanted her to do. You know, they sent me all the sarong videos. <laughs> and um, and I, I'd sort of done a character like her in the past who was more of a theatery, you know, like a bit of a, a ABC sort of talks <laughs> like that, you know, very. So there was kind of that, but it was also women I've grown up with. There was a woman I grew up with who in our neighbourhood who was just constantly in a sarong. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's great. And like a tan and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. she's just a – it's funny, isn't it? Like the character – like sometimes I'm like with that character, which I – yeah, because I like that character, but I'm, it, that she came out around the same time as Edge of the Bush. Yeah. And it's funny to like watch a character take off and I'm like, yeah, I've got this whole show with four other characters and people yeah. are like, yeah, put the sarong on. Yeah. <laughs> Just laugh for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, dance yeah. around. Dance around. Uh, do you do you get like a real kick out of when when you have a a character that is well received mm. like she has been? Yeah. Uh, do you get a real kick out of that? And and that. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. I think, and it's um, and she's a fun one to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It is. It is. It is quite amazing to see what people are. It's just fascinating to watch what people 
go for. Yeah. She's got a real cult following now. She does, yeah. yeah. People dress as her and stuff. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I, I, I watch her. I feel like she's just like a – uh, a combination of every, you know, like your Danos Direct and all those, yeah. like the infomercials during. Yeah. I used to watch the Today Show, like uh, what was Bert Newton's show back yes, like the yeah, morning? Yeah, yeah, And it cut to like those mm. ads. It's just like that perfect yeah. mixture of all those different ladies that used to. Yeah, and do she's that. quite um, unstable too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the highlight yeah, for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's losing her mind. Do you find that that's, uh, is that actually a part of you, like coming yes. out that, you, that you're. And that's a common trait in any of the characters I do. Something's really wrong, <laughs> and there's a dark, there's a sadness and a darkness underneath. Right. I mean, I think any good character, it can't just be surface level. If people are going to connect to them, you need to feel some something deeper. Even if people oh, don't realise sure, yep. they are, there's more more going on there than just sort of surface level stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's definitely my elements of my personality coming out. Yeah, yeah I feel like that's a big part of. Where, where you can take the next step in, in the comedy scene is when yeah. you really open up yeah. and, uh, yeah, just show you sort of your true colours and your whole inner workings. And yeah. Do you think that's what you've done in the last sort of three or four years? Yeah. You just Once you're comfortable now, yeah. okay, you can, you, can, you can say things, yeah. go a bit deeper. And There was a show, the show I did two, two or three years ago, um, You Know What I'm Like. Yeah. That was really me. I think, you know, bat- like sort of battling away, not battling, but, you know, working away in comedy and I yeah. just sort of hit a point and I had a couple of like breakups and stuff and whatever and I just went, oh, fuck, fuck it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's gonna- how it, that's how it just, felt from, like, yeah. from watching you yeah. perform. That's how it felt from yeah. within the scene that, oh, this, yeah. <laughs> I've had it. And I snapped. This is Well, I could, you know, yeah, <laughs> snapped. <laughs> Well, as well, like, you know, with management and stuff, no one – like I sort of felt like I was trying to do all the right things and no one was interested in signing me. I, I remember having a couple of meetings with management companies who were just like, nah, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then I did snap. I just went, oh, well, fuck it then. Mm. I'll just do exactly what I want. Yeah. And, you know, and then it's, mm, it's weird, isn't it, what goes on? Yeah, it's worked well. Mm. And I think like so, like where Twitter trolls and things like that are – Oh, shit, I still think mm. that might be good to fuel your yeah. fuel that fire and to keep you yeah 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 angry you yeah <laughs> you've, like, I like that you've asked people to bring it on and yeah and bring on that Twitter, yeah yeah Twitter yeah hate. yeah it'll just <laughs> keep the fire in the belly <laughs> um, and then when you're down you can write your songs yeah that's right side. swimming yeah <laughs> head off to another um, what do you think about <laughs> what do you think about when you're in the water and and just the I arms are swinging that- it? Well, I find the first, say, I don't know, 10 minutes, like, like I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then I find swimming very – How uh, long you, So you're swimming for quite a while then? Well, in Vanuatu I was, yeah, because we were swimming for like, I don't know, four kilometres at a time. Wow. But, you know, if I do – I go swim in the bay in the morning and the first bit's sort of your mind's all over the shop. And then it's like meditation yeah. swimming because of the – I think because of the breathing, mm. you sort of slip into this. And running's a bit like that too where you slip into this other world of – just sort of having to just do what you're doing, yeah, and one foot in front of the other kind of thing. Do you sing to yourself while you're swimming? Nah, no? I don't sing, but stop. I I do like comedy. It's like anything creative. Like as soon as you stop stressing about it and do another activity, often I'll solve a problem doing yeah. that. I'll be like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> clear head. After you know sitting in front of a laptop for two yeah. hours, if you just go put the washing on the line, it'll go. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, how long have you been swimming for? Mm. Like in, as a as a pro? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe four years or something. Four yeah. or five years. I wonder if there's a, a scientific link there because mm. you know most a lot of swimmers snap and lose. <laughs> You're really fixated on that moment <laughs> when I when Edo snapped. <laughs> don't they? They like after a while yeah. they go like you know a few a few Aussie swimmers have. Yeah. Just looking at that line consistently on the bottom of that oh, pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sent them, you know, made them think, fuck this after a while. And they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's any link there. But you should Maybe. keep Yeah. Keep swimming. You found your mm, snapping point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what's next for Edo in, in 2018? Um, I'm trying to, like, um, I, well, I'm not doing my own solo show, although now I'm doing the Helen Badu show, so yeah. I kind of am. Yeah. <laughs> Two nights a week. Friday, Saturday? Yeah, Friday, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah and That's hopefully nice. some songs and stuff rather than all yeah. stand-up. There'll be songs and other things going on. Um, I'm just 
writing at the moment. Yeah. And um, just seeing, just developing whether I do, because Edge of the Bush was quite a um, a whole story, really. Yeah. And I don't know whether I want to do more of it or do something completely different. Right. Or so I'm just yeah trying at the moment to write every day in a disciplined way and work out what it is I need to be doing yeah. next. Yeah. Yeah. And just I mean, just around. Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's working well. Um, so you're doing the Helen Badu two nights at the comedy festival. Yes. Are you doing your last year's show as well? Yes, aren't I you? am on Monday nights. I'm going to yeah. do my my show from last year. Yeah, that's a that's a good oh, amount of. That's nice. Yeah, isn't it? You yeah. must be. Yeah. Is it? Were you, were you looking for? Were you, were you thinking about a year off this year? Or yeah, you- it was because I didn't want to do. You know, like because we as comedians, especially if you go and do Edinburgh and stuff. You literally finish an hour of stand-up, which is not easy to come up with in, I don't know, when touring ends, September. Yeah. And then in October they say, what's your next show called? <laughs> it's actually a form of insanity yeah. that we every year produce an hour. Mm. And then we spend the whole of summer just Stressed. in an absolute state. Yeah. And I just wanted a year off from that. Cause, mm. And also I think you need to be honest about how much you've got to say because I think I've done seven shows in a row or eight now. Yeah. And I don't know. I just felt like I just didn't have much to talk about. Yeah. And do you feel like now that you've got a bit of a profile, mm. you can take that yeah. year off where I before, mean, say, you wouldn't, yeah, like you, you kind of need to keep your foot on the gas. Yeah. But, you know, you're not going to, you're doing Helen mm. and your other show anyway. Yeah, but yeah. even if you did nothing next year, you'd still be fine. Like yeah. it, it sort of builds that anticipation and. Yeah. You know, Edo's back. You call your show Edo's back. Yeah. (laughs) I was driven by insecurity for a long time of like, if I don't turn up this year, and I was probably right, everyone would just go, she's gone. Well, yeah, (laughs) you still, I still feel that. Yeah, I still feel it even now. So I don't think that ever goes away. (laughs) Great. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, yeah. Another thing we've got (laughs) to worry about. No, well, I think we'll wrap it up there. Ado. Thanks very much for taking it easy with me today. No um, we'll do a quick plug. So Helen Badu is at the… Banquet room in the Vic's Ho- Vic Hotel yeah. um, on Friday and Saturday nights at 11 o'clock. Yeah, between March 29 and April 22. Yep. And then No Offence Done Taken is at Town Hall, is it? Town Hall in the lower Town Hall at about 7.30 on Monday nights. Mondays. Oh, that'll, yeah. be, that'll be a real nice. You get your Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Yep. And then Monday, and then you go. Catch you later. Oh, beautiful. I'll be watching the tally. Very ch- As you go, as you step on stage yeah. every night, think of me with the remote Mo- out. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Having a cup of tea. Uh, and uh, if anybody wants to book you for anything, they just go through token.com.au. Yeah, comedy, comedy.com.au. Oh, comedy.com.au. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. All right. Mm. Thanks again, Edo. We'll thanks for take having it me. easy. We'll see you next time. No worries. Bye. Hey, that's it for another episode. I recommend you catch Edo at one of her shows at the upcoming Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Uh, For tickets, go to comedyfestival.com.au. That's uh, No Offence, None Taken is one of the shows, her stand-up, and then her character show is called Helen Badu. Uh, So check those out. It will be absolutely hilarious. Uh, Get around Edo on social media. Twitter, she's at Edmonds one and Instagram is Edo Edmonds. Uh, also, if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell a friend or 10. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes under Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell, or you can find it on my website, danielconnell.com.au, under the podcast section. Uh, you can also follow me on social media. I've got some shows coming up on Facebook. Uh, my comedy page is Daniel Connell Comedy. Twitter is at DanielConnell3, and Instagram is Daniel Connell Comedy. All right, that's it. Cheers for listening. Take it easy.